Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Manchester United Football Social with full-time devils. All right, let's do this thing. This is Excess Manchester with full-time devils on the full-time devils fan phony. Uh, it's usually Joe McGrath who does this show, but uh, he's got a new job as Joe. He's doing dead well as well. He's on the new XS Manchester Breakfast Show. You can get him and Adam Brown every morning, 6 till 10. It is a brilliant show. Make sure you check it out. Well, let's start here. All things Manchester United. That's what we're discussing tonight. 0845-111-7625. If you want to get involved with the show, make sure you give us a call. Not just me in the studio. Don't worry. You've not just got to put up with me for an hour. Uh, Abdullah's there. Abdullah, you all right, mate? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Just getting over yesterday. Yeah, just getting over it. Still on air. Still on a little bit of a Derby Day hangover. How you doing, Dave Scott? You all right, mate? Yeah, yeah. Still hungover as well. It's just been a bit of a bad, bad few hours. It has. So if you want to get some off your chest today, 0845 777625. That is the number to give us a call on the full-time Devils fan phone-in on XS Manchester. All right then, guys. Yeah, we've only, we can only start in one place, can't we? Day after a Derby defeat, 2-0. Uh, it was probably one of those games which... I mean, I, I I couldn't really see us getting anything out of it, to be honest. And it felt like City didn't come out of second gear. I hate to say it, but that's what it feels like. Do you agree, Dave? Yeah, definitely. Um, to be honest, the way the first half started, I thought we, we might actually get something out of the game and we started a lot more positive than I expected, especially after getting thrashed at Goodison uh, on Sunday. And then the second half came out and then obviously City just put it up another gear and they were just it just shown the golf in class. Uh, but if you'd have said 2-0 before the game... Uh, and then the context of stuff, and all like as United fan, you wanted them to win, but Liverpool, you know, might not win the league on the back of it. Two 0 wasn't the word. Cause I, I thought yeah. we'd get spanked a lot more than two 0 To be honest, to be absolutely honest. How about you, Abdullah? I thought I don't. I don't think we'd get spanked. I was sort of saying it as a joke, but you know, I, I thought I thought we'd get beat because there's a golfing quality, and I think that's exactly what happened. I thought we'd come out fighting. I thought there would be a, an effort from the lads, and I can't fault the effort, but the lack of quality. Compared to them, I mean, the difference is ridiculous. You know, you look at Chris Smalling in your back line, Ashley Young. You know, the, the way I look at it is that Ashley Young trying to play with the ball. He turns on his right foot, and this was before they scored the goal. Not a lot of people would have picked up because I was sat right behind it. But there was so much space for him to run into midfield, something that Manchester City's fullbacks do and, and start building up from there. Instead, hoofs it up hopelessly, which we see way too much from Ashley Young. It comes back, and Bernardo Silva scores. So that says a lot about the difference between the two sides. A side that's building from the back and has got better quality going forward, better quality in defence. Um, All-round game is so much better and, and, and you really did get to see that yesterday. Even after the the hard work from some of those lads on the pitch yesterday, the quality was just too much for them in so, the end. 
Oh, so, so you say then, Abdullah, you say that the, the, the lads actually put in quite a bit of hard work. Yeah, in the and first half, And it was half, just yeah. the difference in quality. Yeah. So that, that was going to be my next question. Do you think it is a question of desire or a lack of quality in this United team? Everton was 100% a lack of effort and desire, and it was an embarrassing result. Mm. Um, yesterday, no. I think yesterday we really got to see the quality. Like I said, the Ashley Young moment is a good example of that. Uh, you see Zinchenko at every opportunity coming into the midfield, trying to play it with Fernandinho, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva. And then you look at Ashley Young, who's just looking for a hoop, uh, hoof in between the lines for Marcus Rashford, who's always hopeless because he's got to, to battle three defenders out because they see it coming over the top every time. It's the only ball we play. It's easy to close United out the game and, you know, really sort of shut them down just because we've only got those sort of moves or Paul Pogba through the middle who the amount of times yesterday receives the ball Paul Pogba and and then turns around and no movement I mean a lot of the time I get frustrated at him when he you know he tries to step over or but yesterday he was he was trying to turn look where's the movement nothing around him and and it is, it's got to be frustrating for the likes of Paul Pogba because the, the difference in quality between him and everyone else on the team as well is uh, it's qu- it's quite far, man. I agree with you on that because um, I used to be Pogba. I'm, I'm I'm sort of on the fence with when it comes to Paul Pogba, but if you watch the game, it is he is opening his body, looking for that actual passing because we haven't got that quality that you, like that City had yesterday. Yesterday that was evident. It is hard for him to play to his, his full strengths. But for me, yesterday's match showed the first half that we had all the effort and no quality, and then the second half, I just don't think the effort or the desire was there. I think everyone in the, the pundit box, Roy Keane, everyone was sort of optimistic that we were going to go on and push on again. Because I think if we'd have come out with the same uh, enthusiasm and the high pressing of what we were doing as well, first half, if they'd done that second, then I think City would have been on yeah. the back foot. The problem with that is not everyone on the side's got the same level of wanting it, if you want to say, you know, you've got Justin and Marcus Rashford in the front line. I was sat lower and honestly, every time those City players touched the ball, straight onto them. Can't fault what they did in the first half in terms of that. Second half, the same thing they were doing it, but they can't be doing it for the 90 minutes whilst the rest of the team's not doing it. And I think the second half, once that goal went in, and, and usually because I sit in the Stratford NT2, I, I don't usually see those moments. But once that's uh, the first goal went in, sorry, I just see like a slump in our, you know, in our desire yeah. and effort. You instantly see the body language of everyone on the pitch go down and you just like sort of give up. So maybe it is also a mentality issue there, but um, you did mention earlier on the lack of quality. And is there, if there is truly a lack of quality in this Manchester United team, then there is really only one way to fix it, and that is in the transfer market. Uh, we've got Hamza on the phone right now who wants to talk about the potential summer clear-out happening at Manchester United. Hamza, welcome to the XS Manchester Football Social. What do you want to say, mate? Yeah, how, how are you doing, guys? All good, mate. Good, mate. Yeah, mate. All good, yeah. Um, I just want to say, you know, a lot of Man United fans are saying that um, we need to get rid of Paul Pogba. You know, it's going to take about three, four years to make Manchester United title contenders. And, you know, if we're looking to build the Man United side, we need to look for the centre-back first, a right-back and a right-winger. All this Pogba criticism, we know that because, like yesterday, we've seen it with the Manchester City. I thought in the first half we played well, but in the second half there, were, there was no movement, as uh, Abdullah touched on before. There was no movement. Lingard and Rashford, they were making runs, but they weren't intelligent runs. And that's the reason Pogba was stuck with the ball. OK, so defending Paul Pogba's performance. How do you think he's played all season then, mate? Because we are going to touch on this a little bit later on, but he did get in PFA Team of the Year. Yeah, he did. Um, I thought, well, first of all, I'm, I'm happy because of a Manchester United player getting into the team, but I thought, to be honest, there's more deserving players that should have got into the team, like Ericsson, um, David Silva, 
the same type of players that should have got into the, in the team. But you know, we've seen in the first few months of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer that he, he was he was arguably our best player. Um, he's got about what 14 goals and nine assists. Yeah, I think he's been doing well. But yeah, there should have been better players selected for that team, like Eriksson and David Silva. Yeah, thank you very much for your call, Hamza. Really do appreciate that. Uh, 0845 if you want to get your opinions on the football social. What did you think of Hamza's thoughts there uh, on Paul Pogba? How do you think he's done this season, Dave? Um, started woeful, had a great a bit of resurgence uh, when Ollie came in and it uh, just seems to have, since Paris, just took his foot off the brakes. And it's a difficult one because... You hear rumours from outside the club and stuff through the press and such, and that his head's been turned. And then when you look at his performances on the pitch, it's hard not to not not to buy into that. Uh, you'd hope for as a professional footballer who, who actually started his career at United as well that he'd always put 100 percent out out on the pitch. But um, my frustrations with it's not not so much with Paul Pogba when Pogba's having an off day. The whole of Man United have an off day. They don't, nobody picks up the pieces, uh, and that's the that's the that's the big difference between United and the likes of Liverpool, City, and Spurs. It's like if Aguero's off, Sterling will pick up the pieces. Liverpool, Salah, Mane. At United, when Pog, Pog, Paul Pogba's playing bad, the whole the whole team is. I, m- I mentioned this earlier when we recorded a video, the preview for Full Time Devils. Uh, for the Chelsea game, and I said if you look at our best performances this season, the main man majority of the time has come out to be Paul Pogba um, or you had the likes of Ander Herrera and that who we also miss on our midfield but Paul Pogba has usually been the main man our worst performances you've got Paul Pogba just like yesterday a lot of the times he's turning around looking for things and at times he has been frustrating but even if you, you get like a Neymar in this team you know and, and it's just Neymar and he's pulled Pogba out of that team is he going to do miles better because those are like the flair players that love to take someone on love to find a pass but to be a top side, you need a mixture of that in the team. You need a spread of creativity and goal scoring. United just don't have that spread of creativity and goal scoring. And I think that comes down to the recruitment um, policy at Manchester United. We've not strengthened in the right areas and it shows a lack of knowledge from the board and the people who, who make the transfers. This all starts from the defence because, you know, I've mentioned this how many times on the show, how many times on Full-Time Devils, Chris Smalley not being able to play with the ball at his feet at all has really harmed us because you look at the best teams in the world, your defenders bring the ball out, which means the likes of Paul Pogba can then step into the opposition's half yeah. and then become the danger man. Look at Paul Pogba at Juventus, Benucci picks up the ball, Chiellini, Barzagli, good ball playing defenders, step forward, Paul Pogba instantly becomes a proper number 10 and, and that's sort of what he's not been really able to do at Manchester United. Do you want to hear the one of the most annoying things about Chris Smalling? Yeah. Not a ball-playing defender. We, like, we, know, we know Chris Smalling isn't a yeah. ball-playing defender. He still tries to be. Yes. Why? Why doesn't he just stick to what he's good at? I think he just can't pass the ball, mate. Honestly, like, <laughs> I know I, I, we say a lot of this as a joke. I say, I've been saying a couple of things, you know, like, we just can't play football and Chris Marlin just can't pass a ball. And, yeah. and I say it as a joke, but it's true. We can't knock the ball around and it all starts running back from someone like Chris Marlin. I think the fact that he played semi-pro football for such a long time, jumped into Fulham as well, and then straight into Man United might have not helped him in terms of, like, coming up as a, when you look at some of the youth players you have like Paul Pogba and all that that can really find a pass and understand the game a bit better I think it's from a younger age because he took a big step far too quick yeah. in his career but he, think, he was, yeah, he, was he, referred, didn't really learn the game. he was referred to as like the new Rio Ferdinand when he first came through there yeah. wasn't everyone was saying that he's got a lot of composure on the ball and stuff but he, he, he just doesn't like. he was just protected by the, the, the quality that he had of Michael Carrick and, yeah. and, all, and Darren Fletcher ahead of him at the start at Manchester United just, totally. on, the, just on the Pogba thing um, 
when when he's at Juventus, do you not think that Pogba suffers from not having a leader next to him? Because I don't think Paul Pogba is the captain that I think sometimes Solskjaer wants him yeah. to be, or that Pog, Paul Pogba himself might think that he is. Mm. For me, when Paul Pogba has been playing best at United was uh, when Zlatan Abramovich was next yes. to him because uh, that that was the leader that we that, that we're craving yeah. for in the club because that's where we're we're, we're losing yeah. a lot of the battles. Even if not playing well, we do need that. that we that, lack that, characters, I yeah. think, in that dressing room. We, we seriously uh, lacked sort of that that arrogance sometimes but in the right way you know someone to step in line and get everyone in line the likes well, of Paul it. Pogba Zlatan was that the, the problem with Zlatan is he's probably been we spoke about this earlier guys and he's probably been our best signing post Fergie in terms of what he bought in that one season that's a 35 year old striker 35 year old striker and we bought him <laughs> Manchester United's for best free. signing for the, the issue with that is mate is that we never actually bought a striker alongside him Lukaku should have come in if we wanted Lukaku you should have bought him in that summer there was so much pressure on Zlatan until he got injured towards the end of the season and he could have maybe even stuck around a bit longer if we managed his time a bit better and, yep. and really got that leadership and Mourinho could still be here because there was sort of that structure where it was like Mourinho, Zlatan and then Zlatan was keeping everyone else in line. He understood Jose, he's been at Ajax, he's been at Inter Milan, yeah. he's been at uh, AC Milan, Barcelona, he's been at all those big European clubs, he's been in different dressing rooms, understands the game really well and again, mismanagement from the top because the wrong transfers had come in we were over-reliant on a 35-year-old and it was a marketable signing, probably more than just the, the experience that he bought in uh, from Ed Woodward. And to me, that, that that's the best example of uh, Ed Woodward and the board and, and the recruitment worry, policy at United. It, it worries me as well, our problems with recruitment and our obsession with going out and buying these marquee signings that don't actually fit in the team because you know who's going to be available this summer and is just a, it's just a, a perfect Ed Woodward signing. Gareth Bale. Uh, that... Or even worse, Philip Coutinho. Oh, I could see it happen. For me, he's one of the most overrated players in world football. No, no, but but on that bombshell, <laughs> let's go to the phones. <laughs> Who's there on the phones? It's Wafim. Uh, Wafim, what do you have to say, mate? Hey, um, the Zeus team calling from Florida. I've been, I've been trying to call you guys for the past couple of weeks, so I'm, I'm very glad to be on the show. Good to have um, you on, pal. Good to have you on, I'm just going to go from, from the point that you've, been, uh, that you've been talking about, the transfer window. What I want to say is, I think it's obvious to everyone, since Fergie left, all we've been doing is six years of bad business when it comes to transfers. Um, the, the reason is not that only Fergie left, it's the reason that David Gill left at the same time. So we don't have anybody on the board that is familiar with the way they used to do business when it comes to transfers. Um, we, don't have a, we don't have a strategy. We don't know what we're doing when it comes to uh, player transfers, whether uh, players going, uh, coming in, players going out. Um, I know that suddenly now I feel a lot of the fan base don't really rate Herrera uh, you know, as, a, as a good midfielder. But it's not, a, it's not the point if he's a good midfielder or if we should replace him or not. Just him leaving on a, on a free is a bad business. This shouldn't have happened. 100%. This contract should have been renewed at least two years ago. Why are we waiting until the last minute to try to renew his contract? If he wants to leave and if we think we can bring on a better midfielder, and I think we can, we shouldn't have let him go on a free in the first place. Totally. And it's not just letting players go for free like we are doing. It's it's the, the, the fractional price that we're selling players for yeah. to what we bought them for as well. It just shows that yeah, the club, exactly. from, from the top to the bottom, is just being run wrong, isn't it, mate? We don't even know exactly. how to make and money what, anymore. What I fear... <laughs> What I fear is now we're looking at Pogba and De Gea. 
De Gea, if, if, if he leaves this summer or let's say last summer, he shouldn't he shouldn't leave for less than 100 million. That's <laughs> just insane. And now risking that his, his contract is running. If he stays another year, he might leave next summer for a free. And Pogba might, you know, it might be the same case if he doesn't leave this summer. And we're stuck. We just we just spent 100 million on a player. Yes, we had uh, some good moments with him. Yes, we won a couple of trophies. But that's not good enough. The the club needs to understand that we need a director of football. Yeah. And I look at clubs. You look at Dortmund. You look at um, Ajax. You look at even Southampton. Southampton have been giving players to all of the Premier League clubs. So why can't we do the same? We're we're not strictly concentrating on our academy that produced arguably one of the best teams in Europe back in the 90s. And we're not also concentrating on bringing quality players without overpaying for them. So the club just needs to get a policy together on what kind of what kind of players we want to get long term, what kind of a, a team we want to be when it comes to playing. Obviously, what we've found out in the past two years that we don't want to play defensive; we want to play a United identity. Yeah. So we should bring on players that fits to that. Exactly. Just some sort of plan and structure. That's all we're after with them. You wouldn't think it's too much to ask, but uh, for the for, for the biggest football team in the world, for the biggest business in the world, you wouldn't think it'll be too much to ask, but a Apparently it is. Uh, thank you very much for your call. 0845 uh, to give us a call here on the full-time Devils fan phoning on Excess Manchester. Just want to say something dead quick about David De Gea before we go to a break because he's obviously made a few mistakes recently. People getting on his back. Manchester United haven't been in a good place for about six years. In that time, David De Gea has been our best player, right? Yep. It 100%, would be so, so much worse without him and the unbelievable saves he's done over this six years. Not only that, but the fact he didn't go to Real Madrid on every opportunity that he got. We should be kissing his boots. We <laughs> and the be... fax machine. Yeah, the fax machine, that, but that, that, that was down fax to... Machine. Well, yeah, and yeah, also, well. after that, though, there's plenty of opportunities to go, mate, and he could have pushed that through very easily. With David De Gea, we owe David De Gea three Champions League trophies. That yeah. is a fact. We owe David De Gea three Champions League trophies. The Real Madrid could have won with him. And I just, I'm, I'm not getting on board with giving stick to David De Gea because I, I think the guy's one of the few shining lights the last few years at Man United. Right, that's that run over. <laughs> 0845 Give us a call during the break and we'll get you on on the XS Manchester Football Social. Manchester United Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester United Football Social with full-time Devils. We are not allowing take that references on excess Manchester, <laughs> all right? <laughs> right, this is the full-time Devils fan phoning. My name's Gaz. Abdullah's over there. Dave's over there. Uh, and you're on the phones as well. We're going to come to Mohammed in a sec. First, though, boys, um, we did briefly touch on it in the first bit. Don't worry, uh, we're not going to stick on this t- for too long. But Paul Pogba was the only, I was about to say the only Manchester United player in the PFA team of the year, but he was actually the only non-Liverpool or Manchester City player, uh, Paul Pogba. Just thought I'd get your instant reactions on that one, because obviously it's caused a lot of controversy online, and a lot of people who have never kicked a ball in their life, and a lot of journalists (laughs) are saying, why is Paul Pogba in that team? However, it was voted for by professionals who play football for a living. Surely they know what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, when you come up against him... uh... You know, on the weekend, playing in the Premier League, I'm pretty sure I have a bit more knowledge of uh, how good he is on the pitch. 
But, you know, these days it sounds like the lot on Twitter sort of uh, no one understand the game more than anyone else, even though they'll probably watch their team for 90 minutes and a bit of match of the day. And that's them sorted. Uh, for me, though, uh, it's Son or Ericsson. Is, uh, how, how there's not a Spurs mm. player in there is, is Son, good. Son, yeah. Son should have been in there, because Spurs fans have been digging out Ericsson recently. And plus, because Ericsson gave us that shock with that VAR the other day, thinking City went through, <laughs> giving the ball away like that. Nah, mate, keep him out of that team. Um, right, we've got Mohammed on the phones. Mohammed, what did you think about Paul Pogba being in the PFA team of the year? Surprised? A little bit, but I think he's done all right since um, um, uh, uh, Solskjaer's took in charge. Yeah, it improved slightly. Uh, so, welcome to the Excess Manchester Football Social, by the way, mate. Uh, what did you call us up to talk about? Basically, I'm really disappointed over the last week, the Barcelona game, the Everton game. Yesterday, I thought we'd done well for the first half. Second half, I don't know what just happened to us. It's like the players' concentration or they're not trying. But um, first things first, let me just start with the goalkeeper. I mean, David De Gea, you, you were saying it uh, just, just before the break. He's done brilliant for Man United since uh, Ferguson retired. You know, he's been making a few mistakes over the last couple of couple of um, couple of moments. But you know what? For what he's done for us, we'll have to give him a pass. Mm. Um, Ashley Young, I don't know what I can say about Ashley Young that <laughs> has not already been said. So I think I just have to leave that. Uh, but one player I really feel sorry for is Lindelof. He's been he's been our best defender this season, right? Forget the start of the season, but he started to get in his stride. And why have we put him at right back over the last couple of games? Yeah, I'll be honest, mate. Though saying Lindelof's our best defender is a bit like saying uh, prettiest girl in Liverpool, isn't it? It's not exactly a compliment. Oh, shots! I'm just saying our defence has been rubbish this season. Wow. It's, I would have been our best yeah. defender, but I know what you're saying, Mohammed. Do you think that going forward we can keep Lindelof in the team then? I think when he plays that central uh, central half, he's a lot better. But he's been he's been put onto the side to accommodate Jones, which I don't think is fair. If you play him in his position, he's all right for us. And get him in there with somebody else. I mean, Phil Jones. I really don't know what to say about him as well. I think he just needs to get se- uh, sectioned with his funny looks. Wow. On his <laughs> 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 I don't know about that. I don't know about that. He's a bad footballer. <laughs> I won't go that far. I don't think he's that bad of a human, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he's not as bad as a human as he is a footballer. <laughs> I appreciate your calling, though, Mohammed. We appreciate your call. 0845 uh, So a lot to say on United's defenders there. A lot of compliments for Lindelof. Let's keep it positive. Anything good to say about Lindelof this season? I think he, I think he has been. I mean, I know you made your reference to the ladies of Liverpool, but um, yeah, I think he's come on this season. I, think, I always thought when them two got bought him and Bayer that Bayer was going to be the better defender. Yeah. But Lindelof, I mean, he had a decent World Cup as well, didn't he? And I think, yeah, I think did, since yeah. then he sort of stepped. Forward. He had a few dodgy games early doors, but if we're Building a back four around one defender, then he's the one that he's, a, he, he's the one that he I really suits see. the new football style as well. You know, understanding the game, reads the game well, plays really well with the ball at his feet, can play on the left or the right of uh, of the back two. Obviously, um, the thing is though as well, the fact that he's even shining out of that top four says a lot because you know he's held that. That, that that back four really well for us. I think the first game where he really stepped up for me, Victor Lindelof, was uh, the game versus uh, Juventus. It was in the Champions League at home. Mm. So brilliant. Every time, you know, uh, Juventus counted us with Costa and Ronaldo, he stopped them. Yeah. It was a brilliant game from him, away from home as well against Juventus. I think from then, he's just built on confidence 
uh, throughout the season and really stepped up. And he's someone where in a few years he can be a leader from the back and even can claim a captaincy in that side. And and uh, I'm excited for having someone like Victor Lindorf in that side because I have seen him show care on the pitch and passion as well, which is something I like. So hopefully we can partner him along so, alongside someone who knows how to kick a football because that would help him <laughs> as well, to be fair. Right, back to the phones. Uh, we've got Matt who's called up 08457625 if you want to get involved with the full-time Devils fan voting on Excess Manchester. Matt, you want to talk about clearing out that deadwood, don't you, mate? Yeah, how you going, guys? Good, mate. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. To be honest, I mean, obviously, I watched a game, obviously, our game last night with Manchester, uh, with Manchester City, obviously, um, and obviously, I thought, I mean, when we played against, when we played that derby, I thought, you know, um, with a lot of new teams sort of coming up, perhaps coming up from the Championship next season, um, and when you look at our defence. Um, you know, there's got to be a few um, players to get rid of, such as like, um, like Phil Jones and probably Chris Smalling. Well, Phil Jones um, has just got a new contract, though, hasn't yeah. he? So it's like, he's, he's, he's probably yeah, yeah, not going uh, anywhere. Yeah I, 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 yeah, I know, it's just, this is just, um, I don't know if we've got given a new contract, but I mean, you go back to like, to our FA Cup final last season against Chelsea, that mistake, he gave away that penalty, didn't he? Sort of. Um, and obviously, um, it's just, I still think there's still got to be a few. Um, okay, go on like then, Matt. Give me names. Yeah. Names yeah. of players that need to leave the club. Go on. Uh, we are all there. We'll, 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 we'll yay or nay. Yeah. We'll, we'll yay or nay, Matt. Go on, names. Um, I would say, I would say Chris, well, Chris, uh, mind you, I think Chris Morland's hey. in contact yep. as well. And he, yeah. Um, Ashley Young, I would say. Hey! Um, um, <laughs> and obviously, I mean, if we, if we, if we want to be competing with the title next season, there's got to be at least um, some new new faces that have got to come into the club. Um, and obviously, Edward, I, I, I really, because I mean, it's one thing we haven't had since um, David Gill left, and that is obviously Edward Woodward hasn't just um, brought in the right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, mate. Thank you very much for giving us a call. 0845 if you want to call the fan phone in on full-time devils. Right then, guys, in the studio, Dave and Abdullah, despite how negative we've been, and the fact, we, I mean, we, we have a right to be negative. You know, we did just lose a Manchester derby last night, for goodness sake. But in spite of everything... We're still in with a chance of top four. <laughs> How? How? I think I think yeah. it's a crime from Arsenal, United, and Chelsea <laughs> that we're still in this race. That that recent form is basically relegation battling form. I, I, don't, think, mate, I, 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 don't, I don't think any of us should be allowed it. It should go yeah. to Wolves. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's <laughs> a bad idea. I think it just shows how, how big the the gulf is between Liverpool and yeah. uh, City and the three below them. To be honest, and we're just it's, it's, just it's how those clubs are run as well. United, Arsenal, Chelsea. You look at. Chelsea, who Roman Abramovich with this situation doesn't know if he should commit to the the club and spend the money yet. Um, he clearly didn't back Sarri enough in the summer and replace Willian and all that. Um, and then you cut Arsenal, definitely didn't back Emery enough. Definitely needed a defender. The the structure of that club is absolutely abysmal. Just like Manchester United as well, the structure, the directors, the boards, nothing there. And and it shows the difference between City, Liverpool, and the rest of us. Like I said, yeah. it's a big difference, man. The thing is, though, if you, if you look at the situation we're in now, three games to go, the context of a whole season, 
Jose Mourinho's just been sacked. If I sat down and told you that, you know, three games to go, we, we could, we're with him, we shot of getting the top four. You'd have took that, Taking then. You, that do, do, do you know what I mean? So, it's, 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 yeah, so it's, it's yeah. a decent season and they're looking at it that way. It was, honestly. Like, towards the end of Jose's reign, it was impossible that we were going to get top four. It was. And, I'm not, yeah. I'm, and that's not me taking away from how bad we've been recently or anything like that, but it was impossible that we, got, we, we, we were going to get top four. How, saying that, however, <laughs> we shouldn't have fallen back. If, if we had, yeah. it's like if we had won one of those games that we lost, we'd have been in there and we'd Wolves, have been in a, a driving seat. Yeah. Bad oh. decision making from the likes of Ashley Young. Shocking performances on that pitch that day. Big chances missed. Arsenal away, um, conceding two easy goals, unfortunate goals, and then you get the penalty and that that, that long shot where De Gea gets gets swerved away from him, and we're not taking our chances. Just one of those, just three points out of one of those, or even two points between those two games. And then Everton, the lack of effort and and, and not wanting it enough who, on that day. So frustrating. Who do you us. think who do you think are in the bigger mess right now? Chelsea, Arsenal, United? Personally, I'd, I'd, oh I'd say I'd, I'd probably say Man United. I think it's United, mate. I think we're going down a dark road. Yeah, we were talking this summer. Well, yeah, we were talking. We were talking off air about like you, you were saying. You, you think this is the last summer before we yeah, could be falling? Yeah, it's make or break for me. And, and this, I'm, you know me, guys, for years. I'm not the type to overreact. But I've analysed it for a couple of years now. Going into the transfer market, our recruitment policy is abysmal. It's just about marketable players. Um, if you had Varane for 150 million, but he wasn't the right player, but he makes you more money because he'll sell you shirts and, and he'll be the name that Adidas will love on yeah. there and all that, they'll probably buy him. But Alderweireld for 25 million, sensible signing, and it leaves us a bigger budget. Ed Woodward won't make that. You know, he goes, his face is not big enough, you know, to be out there and all the TVs and, and all the boards around the city and all that. Nah, I'm not, I'm not buying him. And that's that's mm. sort of the thought process because if we had a proper recruitment policy, Ashley Young wouldn't be playing right <laughs> that's, back. That's exactly Chris what I was about We're going down a dark road, mate. <laughs> only buying these players who look good on billboards, that just means yeah. we're never going to buy a fullback. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> There's not a fullback <laughs> in the world who looks good on a billboard. <laughs> Um, Come on, unless we t- to go old school and bring back Roberto Carlos. Gary Neville will be yeah. in on a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Staring at you when you're driving down the manky way. Uh, right, we've got John on line too. John, thank you very much for calling us on the Football Social. How are you doing, pal? Hello, John. John. Okay, I don't think John's on the line. <laughs> We'll try and get John back on in a sec. Right, let's uh, look ahead then. Chelsea at the weekend. Three points, you know, we can complain all we want about the state that United are in at the minute, and we are really are in a state, but we will be buzzing if we can get that three points on Sunday, because it means it's well and truly back on, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree with you, um, but it's just, you don't know what United's going to turn up. Uh, yeah. I mean, when we went down to Stamford Bridge, and our, our, our record down there wasn't very good, and under Jose, and we were, look, we were unlucky not to come away with the three yeah. points uh, that day, but... Sarri looks like he's out the uh, out the club in the summer, um, so I, I don't know. I, 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 I think we'll beat him, but it'll be a close call. Oh, it's going to be a close game. That it's going to be a really close game, Chelsea. I don't. I'd, I think if you play your tactics right in that game, which is um, you know you have someone who can press Jorginho off the ball, but as well try and be playing between David Luiz and Emerson or Alonso in between that line there. Um, or whoever is because Rudiger's out and he's been their best defender this season a bit of like a Lindelof situation the back four has been pretty abysmal but then you've got Rudiger who's been pretty good I think he, he's still out for that game so let's try and play in between that that, that line and try and get Marcus Rashford making the runs if you remember when uh, Ander Herrera played that ball through to Marcus Rashford in behind David Luiz when we beat them 2-0 under Jose yeah. you know he was threatening them all game and ended up getting a goal as well at the start of that game so 
Um, yeah, basically, let's target David Luiz, whoever's at left back as well. Try getting behind them and press Jorginho off out the off the ball. Those are the standard tactics that have beaten Chelsea this season. When we've beat them, when City have beat them, mm. uh, you know, when when Liverpool have beat them as well. So yeah, you just gotta try to keep Hazard quiet, really, as well. How do how, how do you pick a team following the Barcelona Everton and Derby defeat though? Because there was calls on social media for for yeah. them to throw in like a lot a lot of the young players and stuff because of the lack of effort. And I know for mm-hmm. forty five minutes yesterday they, they did play well, but yeah. do you think it's time to start bleeding through? So like obviously give Mason Greenwood a bit more time. Mason Greenwood is a, is a big one for me. You know, I've never seen. I've, I watched a lot of academy football throughout the years, and and, and I went to the FA Youth Cup final in two thousand eleven. Remember Ravel Morrison bagging. For that day, and I'm like, never seen anything like it. But Mason Greenwood, 100%. I've I've never seen anything like him. You know the numbers he's putting up, the the, the ability that he's got is outrageous. I think it's time if these guys aren't if I, if these guys aren't doing it for us, then why not? Yeah. You're not losing anything. We've seen his ability even in that Arsenal game. You remember him coming on for the last 10 minutes? Mm. Didn't do anything you know too crazy, but he was looking for the ball. He was going to Pogba receiving it. Yeah. He's going to Rashford and whoever's on that pitch at the time. Uh, you know, receiving it off him, trying things and. And unfortunately, you know, our first team players right now, some of them are in a comfort zone and the way you push them to, you know, to the next level is by playing the likes of Mason Greenwood. I think he's the one that I'd love to see come in there. If those guys aren't scoring goals, then why not? Let's drop him in yeah. there. Especially the form Lukaku's in. And he was talking today about wanting to go to Serie A. And nothing more, I'd love to then see Mason Greenwood come through and play, yeah. next, play, play next to Rashford. But as we were talking off air, it's the how marketable is, is, is yeah, Mason yeah, yeah. Greenwood and it's that situation. <sighs> I know exactly what you're saying, but it's frustrating that we make decisions on the football pitch based on that. Um, we've got Mike on the phone. Uh, Mike, you're on the football social. How are you doing, pal? Not too bad. You guys all right? Yeah, not yeah. too bad, mate. That's, I mean, I mean, we've all been better, haven't we, let's face it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you yeah, have to say true, then, Mike? Um, I've got two topics that I want to briefly cover, so I don't want to take you too much of you guys' time. What I want to cover is um, Pogba. I think that some of the criticism and what in my eyes appears to be just plain abuse that he's taken from large segments of the main United fan base, whether it's the fans that go to the games or the um, ex-players, I think it's been ridiculous, personally. And I don't think it really has much to do with football, if we're being totally honest, because the things that they um, criticise him for not doing amongst all of the players that play for Man United, when you go and look at the statistics, he tops virtually all those different aspects of football. So I think it's deeper than just a football issue. You know, you've got Roy Keane yesterday saying that, oh, he, he doesn't believe a word of what comes out of Pogba's mouth after his comments after the Everton game. Whereas Matic says the exact same thing that Pogba says. Everyone says, oh, you know, strong words from Matic. Matic is taking responsibility. I mean, why is there a difference in the way people take Pogba's comments, who is saying the exact same thing as what Matic is saying. Like, why is that the case? You know, Keane says that he didn't believe a word of what came out of Pogba's mouth. And then he now says he doesn't know Pogba. He's never seen him train. He doesn't know what he's like. So where does that come from? How can you say that you don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth? 100% you know, agree with you, mate. Because yeah. I've been hearing things as well and around yeah. the club and it's not what the media is saying. A lot of the time, when Mourinho was there, from what I heard, is that... When the dressing room, he was telling a lot of the lads, is saying, you know what? Forget Mourinho. Play for the play for yourself and play for for place 
for the when the next manager steps in and that's the mentality that I went so I think the media are just throwing bait out there because you know they love the they know the rival fans are, are jumping on it they know our fans are jumping on it yes there is criticism mm -hmm. but like yeah. you said mate it's unfair a lot of the time I, I think sometimes that uh, Pogba's a victim of his own high standards do you know what I mean because because we, we all know how how, how great Absolutely. he can play is that when, when he yeah. and again because Man United haven't got that someone alongside him that can pick up the ball when, when he's not playing well it, it, it's a lot more obvious when Pogba's having, having a bad game he's, he's absolutely nowhere to hide yeah, yeah. and um, you know I don't want to like I said I don't want to take too much of you guys time but I, I completely agree with what you guys are saying you know Pogba for me just gets an unfair brunt of the criticism and a lot of it isn't even football related in my opinion the second thing I wanted to say and I think it's going to be extremely controversial amongst you guys but I think a lot of Man United fans if they haven't already they need to wake up there mind to the idea that Oli is not fit for the job and the reason why I say that and again I know you guys are going to disagree with me but the reason I say that is this Man United I think won the first 10 out of their first 11 games under Oli mm. no Man United fan majority of Man United fans did not hesitate in saying give him the job mm. Oli has now lost 7 in 9 why are Man United fans not hesitating in saying sack him do you see what I'm saying for me for me I think he isn't fit for the job. And we're, we're, if we're really, really keeping it a buck, we are talking about a manager who failed at Cardiff, who is also... Yeah, but so many managers have been sacked, Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, not sacked, but That's particularly true. relegated at different levels. I, I, I agree. There's a, there is a fair argument you can make, mate. Uh, the problem that I have is, is that when managers have stepped in at Ajax, and I've spent my whole week researching and doing research over Dortmund, Ajax, we spoke mm -hmm. about this um, affair as well. And the, the way the structure and the club is laid out, it allows someone like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to step in and play his, mm -hmm. his football that he wants. We've seen when we were doing well, but once injuries had come into place, you've got to remember as well, we were 11 points off the top four. The, the club was an mm -hmm. absolute mess. He come in, fired the players. True. You remember when Klopp first joined Liverpool, he wanted his players to play True. the high press. He wanted his players to play with the most True. aggressive football yeah. in the league. How many games did they lose? How many of our fans, you know, took the mick out of uh, Liverpool well, saying, ah, oh, you guys, Klopp and all that? On, can I quickly repeat a point? On, what I want to do, like, without taking too much of you guys' time, um, the last thing I'll just quickly say is, um, even with those defeats, it was very, very clear Klopp's philosophy that he was trying to imprint on his team. Mm. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, may not have had the luxury of having, you know, a budget over the January transfer window, but that doesn't mean that you start to play Ashley Young. Just, there's no there's no denying there's no excuse for that. Damian should be playing far more games than what he has played during the time that we've had all of those drops in fullback positions. Look at the Southampton manager, he hasn't spent a penny, but he has completely changed their style of play. It comes to what you do on the training ground. And for me, I don't think Oli is the man in that regard to improve Man United from a tactical and coaching perspective. That's what I have to say. It's an interesting point, Mike, and it's a, it's one that you may well unfortunately be proven right on, but um only time will tell. Thank you very much for calling. I'll see you on a Sunday, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully we do the job on Sunday, exactly. And hopefully we see Oli yeah. managing in the Champions League next season. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll wait. Nice to speak to you guys. Cheers, nice Cheers, to speak to you, man. It's only nice to speak to me. Cheers, Mate. Uh, 0845 if you want to get involved with the football social. We will be back shortly. Looking forward to the Chelsea game and how we can beat Sarri Ball and who we've got to watch out for. I, have a, I imagine... We're going to be talking about one Belgian in particular next. Manchester United Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Manchester United Football Social with full-time Devils. I'll be honest, though. It is a bit of a tune. <laughs> right, this is XS Manchester. It's the Football Social. Full-time Devils takeover. My name's Gaz. Abdul's over there. Dave's over there. And all of you lot are on the phones. Um, 0345 by the way, if you do want to give us a call. On the phones right now is MH and... <laughs> Every time someone calls in, right, alongside uh, their name, it all sort of has a brief description of what they want to talk about tonight on the Football Social. Uh, on MH's, next to his name, it just says, Ed Woodward, how is he chairman? It's <laughs> the, the question we all want answering. Right, MH, talk to us about Woodward then, mate. How is he chairman? Do you know what, bro? Yeah, that guy there, he's a clueless dunce, but I don't even know how he's here chairman. But be honest with you, I've seen a couple of months ago of Andy Tate saying that Scooch McDuck in it. I'll be honest, <laughs> I agree everything what he says, man. Serious, man. That guy there is a now If he has any dignity or respect, man, you should just walk. I mean, every manager is going to fail on the rim. Whether it's Allegri, Ancelotti, whichever comes in, he's going to fail on the rim, all right? It's a cycle, really, man. We are the new AC Milan, but when people are saying we're not, we're not, we're not going to win the league or challenge for a long, long time, man. On the rim, do we? We're not even going to get a direct of football. Yeah, well, this I'll be is honest, bro, this I is weird, isn't it, MH? I can't, I can't take any positive from this one for me. Edward is clueless. Trust me. It all starts with him. He's basically he's doing what Glazers want him to do. You know what I mean? So it's it's a cycle. I know what's going to happen in the summer. They're all going to think Oli's going to get back. He's not going to get back. No, you don't think so. You don't think you don't think Ed Woodward's going to put any sort of budget into this United team, even he, even he if might, we miss out on top four. If you miss out on top four, he, he, he might because he always usually does that. But if we get top four, then you know it's back to square one again, isn't it? And you don't think there'll be much of a clear out this summer? To be honest with you, we just gave Young, Smalling and Jones a contract. What do you expect? Exactly. No, yeah, you've got a very good point. You've got a very good point. Um, it's Liverpool and Man City who've got a direction where they're going and we've just we've just gave the, uh, the likes of um, Young contract. Young, I don't even know how, how he's even a Manchester United player, man. Yeah, it, it, is, felt, man. it felt really strange though because when Oli, uh, sort of, when they said they were giving Oli the job on a temporary basis, they did say that they were getting a director of football and I thought that's the first yeah. time that Manchester United actually looked like they're planning 
for the future almost. My, my suspicion there is is that a director of football, if he's any good, is going to want to make Ed Woodward spend money, surely. So are you telling me that Ed Woodward's going to get someone in who's going to make his life more difficult? Yeah, exactly. It all adds up in the end. Edward Wood loves control and um, he wants control of everything. It's all about marketable players again. We, we've spoken about this many times. And re-signing the contracts of Ashley Young, Jones and Smalling, financially, even that decision is horrendous because you're re-signing players that no one else is going to take on on those contracts. So you're not going to sell them. You're just going to be paying their contracts out, which is going to cost you millions in the next two years. And even if you then sign players to replace them in the side, they're just going to rot in the, on, in, on the bench in the reserves. You're just going to f- chuck them away and start paying like 300, 400 grand a week for those players. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just awful clueless. decision-making. And it comes from someone that doesn't understand football. Ed Woodward has way too much control at, May, at Manchester United currently. And, and, and it's really rubbing off right now on the club. And, and everyone can see it right now. It's just... You know, whether he's going to man up and, and allow the people, the right people to make the footballing decisions. And I think he just loves to control way too much, Ed Woodward. And I can't see it getting better from here, to be honest. Uh, that's what I said. I don't think any manager is going to change it. Whether yeah. he's a big manager, you know, he, he's going to say, you know what, I don't want Smalling, I don't want Jones. I remember Housen saying it on the, the, before Christmas. If someone like Zidane wanted a job earlier on, yeah, but then he said, if, if he goes to Ed Woodward, I don't want Smalling and Jones, and he says, I'm not having that. Well, that's the route we're in right now. I mean, we're not, we have to be real here, yeah. We're not going to challenge either City or Liverpool for the next five, six years. That's the way I see things, Bob. It could be longer than that. But the way Ed Wood was going on, it could be 10, 15 years. Solskjaer, Solskjaer was a godsend for United, for, for Woodward, though, in terms of. He hasn't got to go out and look for a manager, but uh, if he doesn't hire him, then all the fans want it. But when he fires him, like, say, October, November next year, because it's not worked out, he just turns around to the fans and says, well, it's all, it's, it's all what you wanted, so he sort of takes, yeah, the, yeah, takes, yeah. takes the beef exactly. off him. Exactly. For, for him, it's an easy ride. Yeah. To be honest, the, 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 the worrying thing for me is that we've not got signings in yet, mate. You look at Bayern Munich, they, they signed Theo Hernandez, uh, Pavard, those players two, are already... Two, two Lucas, big I think, players Hernandez, well. yeah. Three Such great players. World Cup winners. You know, signed over 100 million spent. Barcelona, De Jong, both of those sides are going to win their titles in, the, in their domestic and, league. And, and you know what? And mate? look at who they're signing. What are we doing right now, Edward? And, and there'll be people listening. There'll be people saying like, "Oh, well, we're not at that level. We're not at the level of Bayern Munich. We need to get that level." Yeah, but we should always compare ourselves to those teams. We should always compare ourselves to the teams yeah, right six, at the top of football. Six years ago, we, we, we were on, on par with them. We? We, we should have been challenging for for all of them players. But United uh, under Woodward, we always leave it till the last day of the transfer window, yeah. don't we? And, and, and just like panic no, buy, right, get a Fellaini. But I imagine we'll spend, if Pogba goals like the rumours are, I could see us spending 150, 160 million on a marquee player that yeah. probably won't be the right fit for United, but we'll sell a load of that'll shirts. And, I mean, and that, that's the way yeah. it sort of feels, just keep being with United until the Glazers go. Yeah. Thank you very much for your call on the Access Manchester Thanks, Football mate. Social 03451 We are here every Thursday from 7 till 8pm right guys it's been a, a good discussion good to get everything off my chest a little bit because I know we've had a lot to rant about after yesterday's derby uh, but this Sunday we've got a couple of minutes left so let's look ahead let's look ahead to Chelsea a win and it's almost like everything's been flipped back round and we're well in well we're not in the driving seat but there's a much bigger chance of us getting top four so tell us how do we beat Sarri Ball 
Uh, is, is Herrera going to be fit for, for Sunday? I don't know, but if he it is, is man, on, man on Hazard, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's yeah. the way. United win if Hazard's having a bad game or if we can mark him out the game and we can find our shooting boots because that's another worry is actually putting yeah. the ball on the back of the net. I think it's about what we do at the other end of the pitch. I mean, uh, as long as Chris Smalling can kick a ball properly just for one game, please, mate. And Ashley Young as well. Just don't do a hoof up the pitch and actually try playing to midfield. That would be brilliant. And then, to be fair, the lads in the front line are, are sometimes quality. You know, you've got Martial, Marcus Rashford. But as long as, you know, no mistakes happen in the back, which is pretty much a guarantee <laughs> these days from the likes of Ashley Young, then we should be good. Because I think you can capitalise on what, what Chelsea give you. And Callum Hudson-Odoi, unfortunately for him, brilliant player. Love watching him. Exciting prospect. He's injured. He's out and Willian has been abysmal for Chelsea this season. Um, uh, so obviously, you know, Willian being out that, being in the side instead of Callum hudson Adai will be easier to contain for Luke Shaw and probably allow him to move forward and help Martial yeah. whoever's yeah. there. You, so, yeah, it's about capitalising on them. Do you think they'll come from the draw though? Because obviously a draw suits them better, doesn't it? Um, I, I think there's a weird thing with it. Like teams, sort of, we had that when they're in the Europa League, you know, uh, sort of running the semi-final and the final and, and I think they might have the Arsenal and Chelsea and Arsenal have got I think Leicester Burnley in the mix as well uh, Chelsea have Burnley as well I, I think Arsenal have Burnley last game of the season but yeah they've just played Burnley so they, they've all these guys are playing teams that are fighting for Europa League football and fighting for relegation so if we beat Chelsea I think we will make top four, but yeah. it's about beating Chelsea. I just remember us in that Europa League and how much it, it, it sort of hindered our season at the end of this season. So I'm yeah. thinking, you know what, we might be able to do it on Sunday. My yeah. score prediction, I'm going to say a tight one. I'm going to say 1-0 United. I'm going to go 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, two, one. I'm going 1-0 United. Yeah. I'm going 2-1. Like I said, as long as we capitalise on the mistakes which Chelsea always give, which Jorginho giving the ball away, so get Jesse Lingard yeah. or Alexis Sanchez, even surprisingly starts, get them to press Jorginho. And uh, get on Marcus Alonso and we'll win, mate. <laughs> Ashley Young, confident after that. Abdullah, <laughs> Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the full-time As Devils always, cheers, man. Cheers. Uh, on Excess Manchester. Join us next week. We'll be here from 7pm, hopefully talking about how Manchester United are back in that top four place and maybe back in the Champions League, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. On the way next, you've got the Excess Manchester evening show. Jim Salveson's going to be here playing Kasabian. You're in love with a psycho. What a tune. And uh, Blossom's Getaway love that band it's all on the way on excess manchester united football social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market